What's up, everybody? Steven here, the Horror Freak 85, here with Miss Boomstick as always. And tonight, our guest is Sarah Booth. Welcome Hello. to the show. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Thank you for taking the time to come out and talk to us. Really appreciate it. My pleasure. Um, so, um, well, we killed a few time here. Um, have you watched any, uh, since it's Women Horror Month, uh, any good uh, female horror movies or anything lately? Or just busy working? Ooh, you know what? I haven't seen Scream yet, but I'm very excited to see it because most, uh, it was shot in my home city. So I have a lot of friends that have like bit parts in it. Oh, nice. Yeah. Actually, one of my friends, Max, who was on Three Pines as well, he uh, like is Ghostface. Ghostface. Like he does all the stunts for, uh, for Ghostface. So it's pretty, like I'm excited to watch it and see, you know, all his badass stunts. Sounds fun. Uh, who was he in Three Pines? He was um, like the main murder, uh, like suspect for the last two episodes. Okay, gotcha. yeah, in a lot of ways. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I won't ruin that for anyone who hasn't watched it. But great show. Yeah, I watched all of them yeah. this past week. So thank you so much. Uh, I'm so mad that they're not going to do a second season i heard that just like right after i started watching it i was like are you serious i i don't want to watch it now i mean i do want to watch it but i'm like i'm gonna hate it knowing that it's not gonna continue yeah 100 big yeah, bummer yeah we're sad for sure it was such a pleasure to shoot that show and everyone was so awesome uh, you know, in front of the camera, behind the camera, the team was incredible. It was, you know, mostly a Montreal uh, crew. So I knew a lot of them from projects that I'd done in the past. And it was just, you know, it was just like every day was so much fun. And I was really looking forward to going back. But, you know, it is what it is. You gotta, you gotta move on. And, and um, you gotta also, I guess, believe that everything happens for a reason, right? Yeah. Ho hopefully they at least like maybe do a movie or something to wrap it up, you know, or that something would be really just, fun. <laughs> even if it's just, you know, like one hour and a half or two hours, you know, just at least conclude that. I mean, that's like the worst cliffhanger ever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was like, no, not, not that ending. Yeah. So I Oh, go ahead. <laughs> Your character is so adorable in that too. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. She was uh, just so much fun to play every every day i would go to work and just literally play and figure out you know how i was going to i don't know just you know find my way into every scene because i feel like you know she's there a lot of the time and she is trying to find her place among this team um so that's kind of how i felt every day of like getting on set and being like okay how do I fit in because you know they're talking about a lot of the exposition and I'm here listening a lot or like adding you know some some different perspectives to uh to the case so it was, it was just fun to to explore you know her quirky little ways of getting her point across <laughs> I love how we get introduced to her too it's like when they just come up there and she's you know tell them everything and they walk away and you see her in the background just doing jumping jack <laughs> hey that's what you do when you gotta stay warm that know? is true <laughs> yeah it's very true i'm uh, in wisconsin so i feel it 
right? Yeah, you know, you know, it's such like a damp, oh, cold. So you gotta, you gotta keep everything moving for sure. Keep the blood flowing. Yeah, I don't have to worry about that here. Thank you, Florida. Oh yeah, yeah, you don't. No, it does have bipolar weather: hot, cold, rain, sunny. Great. It can't make up its mind. Yeah, I don't think their cold goes lately. under forty. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, I've had the occasional ice on the car, but that's it, really. It's not too bad. Mm. At least I don't have to drive in it or anything. So true. Yeah, I did enjoy the line where you were like, oh, "Let's kick the door down." And like, this isn't the movies <laughs> when the yeah. first episode or first two episodes, I believe it was. Yeah, there. she has a she has very good imagination. You know, she just mm -hmm. kind of assumes that's uh, that's what happens. You know, that's what she sees on TV. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, also, I know that it's based on the um, book series. I don't know how many books I didn't check it out, but have you read any of the books? Yeah, I was up to book number nine, I think. Yeah, Beautiful Mystery. So uh, I really like listening to them on Audible. I like okay. to, you know, walk or run or clean while I listen to my books. It helps me focus, I think. <laughs> how was it? Um, did you read the books before or after or during the shoot? Or did you want to, like, get your own uh, portrayal on the character? Or did you want to pick any inspiration from the book itself? Well, when I auditioned for the role, I realized that the character was quite, uh, quite different from the character in the books. So she was um, a little bit more of the comic relief and lightness in the television series. But in the book, she's, um, I would say, like more hard headed. She challenges everyone <laughs> a little bit more. Um, so I was able to kind of create this new version of the character for the television series with the creators, which was really fun, but also, you know, draw on some, uh, some scenarios and some of the books that I had read that she was included. So I read, I think I read about four or five books before we started shooting and, oh no, that's a lie. I think I read like two and then we started shooting and I stopped because I started getting, confused. I was like, wait, does this happen in the book or in this? Anyway, so I was like, I got to stop reading uh, the books. And then as soon as we stopped shooting, I picked up the books again and started, you know, like, just discovering like, oh, maybe, you know, this will happen in season two or, you know, just to kind of, uh -huh. it was really fascinating to see how, you know, people adapt um, a novel to, um, you know, a, te a television series. So. Yeah, it's yeah. always interesting when you read the book to the show. Obviously, it's not going to be exactly like the book, but it's interesting. No, to see no. How yeah, if it was exactly like the books, every <laughs> gosh, I feel like every book would be like three seasons. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like the books really go into detail. Um, and that's, you know, sometimes really hard to do in a TV series. Um, and it was also interesting to read a lot of the. Uh, like audience feedback because everyone has you know a completely different imagination and idea of what their version of three pines was so uh yeah it was just like interesting to see like what people like absolutely needed in the in the television series to like make it their three pines or a lot of people were like wow i would have never imagined you know i don't know uh gamash like being Alfred Molina, like, I would have never imagined that, but it works so well. So I think it, it was cool for, you know, the fans of the books to see how a lot of other people, you know, in their favorite stories. 
Oh, do we have a little? Did I freeze? A little bit for a second, but you're back. Okay, good. Welcome back again. So how was I was worried for a second that he was going to disappear because it kind of digitized for a second. It did digitize. I'm like, uh, what's up? <laughs> uh, internet. Yeah, the wind here is pretty intense. So I don't know what's going on, but. That has been here too. I'm not sure where you're at, but yeah, it's been here as well. <laughs> yeah, I'm, well, I'm in Windsor, which is like right across the river from Detroit. So you know, not far from, I was in Wisconsin two weeks ago. Oh, really? Yeah. In Beloit. Yeah. It was fun. We That's so far from me. Oh, really? Where are you? Janesville. Oh, that's like 10 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We were at the film festival. Oh, nice. Yeah. I didn't even know there was a film festival there. Nice. Yeah. It's an awesome it film festival. Yeah. You should definitely check it out next year. It's uh, going to be in April. Hmm. Yeah. I need to make a note of that because I had no idea Beloit did a film festival that close to me. That's awesome. Yeah, they do. It's great. So yeah, not much close to you. Now you're like, oh, I'm gonna have to go to that now. No, definitely. <laughs> I've been trying to find like things that you know go around that somewhere remotely close to me. So yeah, definitely. Because yeah, Beloit's not that far at all. They have great restaurants, gotta say. I just like to take a note. <laughs> so how was it uh working with uh Alpha Melini? Oh, he was great. Um, you know, he's just such a legend. He's he's really generous with his time and his talent. And he's, he was also an executive producer on the show. So, you know, he's really invested in this project. And I just had so much fun with him. Like, he's really playful. And he doesn't take himself, you know, too seriously. So it was a wonderful experience. You know, we didn't have to feel... Um, afraid <laughs> of, of our star, which is always nice. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Uh, Hobbs was saying uh, he remembers getting the movie, I, I think he's talking about Scarehouse, uh, at a family video reviewing it, and the director and some of the cast reached out to me after the review. Much, resp much respect, and thank you for that. Oh, awesome. Well, thanks for reviewing. You know, like we um, we had so much fun making Scarehouse. Oops, how rude. Uh, we had... <laughs> So much fun making Scarehouse, and it was a wild ride. And we're just so happy that the movie continues to have a life. And, you know, every year, especially around Halloween, we always have a lot of, you know, people that'll have like a group watch and we'll be invited to, you know, jump in on that or do a Q&A after. So uh, it was, you know, we're just so happy that people enjoyed it. And, um, and, you know, enjoyed our creative kills. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah, that was going to be one of my questions, actually, is how you come up with so many, because you were a writer on there as well. Like, how yeah. you come up with so many creative kills? I I don't know. I think it, me and my husband wrote the movie pretty quickly. Um, and we knew, you know, how many people we wanted to kill. And then based on you know who their their like who the characters were their backstories we kind of leaned into you know creative ways to murder people but what was really interesting is that you know sometimes we would go for runs at night or we would go grocery shopping or whatever but we were we were kind of like on a we would start writing in the late afternoon and write till like late at night so sometimes if we were feeling stuck we would go do you know our groceries at midnight or whatever. 
and we would talk while we were doing other things. And, you know, sometimes people are picking bananas and I was like, so how big of a Jeep wench do you think we would need to like crush someone's ribs? Like actually crush them. Like someone's like, <laughs> but I was like, oh, we should probably stop um, talking about this then. at midnight in a grocery store. But yeah, we were just, I don't know, just uh, trying to be as creative as possible and think of, you know, uh, fun Fun steps that haven't been done. <laughs> that uh, that to mess with me at the store, you should buy like trash bags, bleach, shovel, robe, <laughs> gloves. And you're like, what are you doing? Just to psych them out. Like, okay, they're talking about murdering people and uh, shopping for uh, supplies here. What's going yeah, on? Yeah, exactly. At least we we're buying food. You know, we weren't <laughs> buying weird stuff. So, uh, see, um, more people need to see it. Honestly, I feel like it's a hidden gem. Did you have any feelings of claustrophobia in the building? The ending was insane and so good. I want to copy on Blu-ray. Okay, so yeah, about the building, any claustrophobia? Oh, you know what? I think what got us is that we would shoot at night. So, you know, we were in a building at night, you know, with no light. And then during the day, we were sleeping. So I feel like maybe not the claustrophobia of the building, but just the endless darkness <laughs> for like, you know, three weeks was like, you definitely got into that, like, ooh, you know, this creepy building. It, the building was perfect when we got there. We added, you know, set dressing, but the room where we did the Jeep wench, the walls were already like that, you know, like the building was creepy on its own. So I think just being in there for three weeks plus pre-production and post-production um, or wrap up was, you know, you just kind of that building like oozed into you. <laughs> I think you just felt disgusting after. <laughs> yeah. Perfect setting then. Yeah, it was. I have to say one of my favorite kills, um, I won't go too much detail, but the breast implant, that was brutal. Yes, that was so fun and weird to do, but Emily was such a wonderful sport and we ended up just, you know, feeling like feeding off of each other so much during that scene. And um yeah, I feel like we improved a lot of those little moments and, you know, standoffs and uh, that, that boob scene. We weren't sure if it was going to work, but it worked, you know, it, you just watching the footage back. Because in, in person, you're kind of like, I don't know, like, but it depends how you frame everything, you know, it's just, and, and the sound effects, it's just... It, it all comes together in post-production and it's incredible what you can do, you know, to creep people out because you just have to give them a glimpse. And then, like I said, our imaginations are, will take care of the rest and uh, usually have way bigger budgets than <laughs> genre movies have. <laughs> um, was the ending ever altered or was that the decided right from the beginning? That was decided right from the beginning. Yeah. That she was going to, um, I don't want to say it, but that, you know, that was yeah. going to happen. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was decided. Um, and it, it's fun because when you watch it for a second time or third time or fourth time, 
you you're like oh okay I like I'm, you catch little moments of where we tell you uh, kind of what's happening and the movie is on Tubi right now for anybody interested in watching it and don't have a physical copy to watch so yeah it's on Tubi and is it on Amazon maybe on Amazon too I'm not sure maybe I know oh sure. I think the last calls on Amazon in the states yeah yeah, I actually got a copy in horror packets somewhere in my collection there, but I it I believe you signed it or someone had signed it. Either your husband or you had signed it, like it was special for horror pack. I don't. Know I think we did. both did. I think you both did. Yeah. Yeah, because I remember sitting down and signing a lot of those for horror we had pack. Yeah. 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 Uh, so that was cool. I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. Now I got you on here. It's all everything <laughs> happens. It's funny. <laughs> Works out that way. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, then on there it says you also um did stunts with it did you like create the stunts or um on scarehouse yeah um we had a stunt coordinator and also a like fight coordinator and uh like we just had a lot of fun basically creating the you know the fights but also you know it's it like the fights were telling, you know, a big part of the story and it wasn't just fighting to fight and, you know, showing each girl's strengths and weaknesses. So it was really fun to like collaborate on those fights, depending on, you know, what our, our, you know, characters were up to or how we felt our characters would, you know, react in a certain situation. So uh, like Kevin brought a lot of, uh, you know, like he, he challenged us a lot to do, you know, things like flips and, you know, things that you're like, I don't know if we can do that. And he would always figure out a way to, you know, make it safe and would just work for camera. And it seems a lot more like elaborate than it is, but yeah, it was, it was a lot of fun to just create those, those moments. And, you know, uh, all the girls were super gung ho to do their own stunts and, you know, to always take it further. And yeah, we just had a great team of, really like physical like badass girls so <laughs> we were pretty lucky uh let's see did you guys ever have any tension on the film seems like all the harsh arguments in the film seem so real to me i would be surprised there was no tension left <laughs> <laughs> well i think when you make an independent film there's always uh difficulties to every <laughs> every movie but we were like you know what we we had I think there was a, like a lot of problems more on the like we had to shoot at night so you know that's you know a tough on a crew we had to shoot in this creepy building and you're always in the dark so you know i think like all those types of things are tough for everyone but everyone really pulled through and we had a lot of fun you know creating these really disgusting kills and also like the arguments um within the film i think play because everyone was such you know just so good at what they do every like all the actors were amazing and uh made the script you know even better with their performances so we were pretty lucky in that way to have really grounded actors uh take on those roles it, you did mention earlier like there was a little improv playing off each other um how much improv was thrown into the script if you can recall um, I think there was definitely, you know, everyone brought their, 
kind of, you know, ideas for each character. And Gavin is so good, you know, to allow people to collaborate. So when Ivana was, you know, in the, um, in the fun house and she doesn't, she doesn't want to go through cause she's scared, you know, like Gavin was just like, just improv, like go for it. So we definitely had like some fun moments where the characters, you know, the actors knew uh, how to make that moment, you know, just pop or shine even more because, you know, they know their characters right. the most at the end of the day. So yeah, we, we always, and we always had, you know, uh, at least a take for, you know, the actors to be like, okay, I just want to try this and mm-hmm. things like that. So it was pretty fun to have that collaboration. Go ahead, Boomy. Any qu- questions there before I go on? <laughs> you do several, not just in Scarehouse, but in a lot of your work, you do several emotional scenes is there like a process to get yourself into that or is there like really hard to get you into that um i i guess it kind of depends sometimes it's really easy to you know just drop into emotional scenes depending you know on what's going on in my life or this or that and other times i definitely like I definitely need uh, sometimes, you know, music or I don't know, images. It kind of depends on, on each, um, you know, each character that I get to play. I don't necessarily have the same process with each one. So some, some, it's just like right there. You're like, Oh, this is, I know who this woman is and I know I can relate to what she's going through very easily. So um, getting to an emotional level is really simple, but other times it's just not, or you're like, oh, I don't know how I can, you know, make this situation relate to my life and feel for her. So sometimes it takes, you know, a little bit more digging into either your own life or, you know, some actors don't like to go into their stuff. So Sometimes it's just uh, having like triggers that that can help you, you know, either on the day or, you know, the day before or whatever, however you prepare for the role. Do you have a way that you decompress to kind of get yourself out of that? Yeah. (laughs) Well, again, I feel like it's always a little bit different, but definitely I feel like one thing that I like to do when I get home from like a day on set, especially if it's emotional I love to like have a beer and sit in either a hot tub or a bath and just chill. <laughs> like that's probably my <laughs> most favorite thing to do at the end of the day. I'm just like, <sighs> you know, let it go. Um, but yeah, yeah. I th- but you know what? Like I'm, I'm always so happy to be on set. It always makes me so, you know, even if it's a really emotional day, like, just knowing that you did your job and uh, it just, it's such a good feeling to, 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 you know, come home to. Yeah. I've seen a lot of your emotional work on here and you did very well. That's why I was like, Oh my God. I was like, how does she like get to there? Then I'm, you know, wonder what her decompression thing was. Cause some of them are like really intense. Yeah. Well, you know what? And sometimes like those emotional days on set are ways to like decompress too, you know, I guess sometimes. True. You know, as like human beings, we have to keep shit in a lot just because, you know, we're adults and we have to respect other people. But 
uh, it's sometimes it's a really nice way to let go of some of some stuff, you know, that we're right. not aware, I guess, <laughs> we hold on to. Yeah, that is true. I've never thought of it that way. Yeah. Um, so since you've done different genres, whether it be sci-fi, action, horror, drama, um, do you have any favorites that you prefer to do or you just enjoy it all the same? I like to uh, like jump from genre to genre. I think it, it just keeps it interesting and fun. And, um, you know, you just get to work with so many different types of directors and teams behind the camera. But I definitely gravitate towards action and drama mostly. Um, I love doing comedy, but I don't, you know, like I've definitely done comedic roles, but I, I just tend to book more drama because I think it's easy or easier for me to go there. And, um, and I, because I have, you know, a good drama, dramatic, um, television reel and, and film reel that, I, you know, I just get those opportunities. So um, I would like to do more comedy and I would like to do more action for sure. Hob nice. says, where do you get your inspirations from for your films? Also, are you a big fan of fellow Canadian Campbell? Would you ever like uh, to work with her? Oh, with uh, Miss Nev? <laughs> I mean, yeah. <laughs> I would love, I think she was, uh, when I watched Scream, that was one movie that I, gosh, I don't, when did, what year did it come out? 96? I want to yeah. say 96. Yeah. 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 So I was 10. So when I saw Scream, I was like, well, I was probably maybe 11. I don't know. Cause you know, I probably, I didn't go see it in theaters. Let's be honest, but um, <laughs> I saw it at home. But it, that movie was like, whoa, that was like the like most hardcore horror movie that felt like it could happen yeah. to anyone, us, you know? So that really freaked me out. And, it, and I just, you know, every year that I ended up getting over being afraid of that movie, the next one would come out. I'd be like, oh no. <laughs> uh, but I would, yes, of course, love to work with Nev Campbell. She just... I love her choices that she's made um, as an actor, you know, later on in her career too. And um, wait, what was the first part? Oh, inspiration for our film. Um, yeah. yeah, I think we just, me and Gavin like bounce ideas a lot off of each other. And we just tend to keep um, like either a Google doc or a notepad of, oh, I like, this is a cool idea or that's a cool idea. And um we just, I guess, tend to develop the ones that we think about more, that we're more inspired by at the time, and then try to, you know, pitch, pitch the ones that make sense, or we're like, oh, we have a location, like, for that, for that um, film, this would be the perfect location, we could get it, you know, in September for a month, let's do it, let's, like, you know, drive forward with that movie. So I think it's a mix between, you know, what we have kind of going on and what is available to us uh at the time um hobbs wants to know if you're also a fan of uh classical musicals like uh rocky horror or repo the genetic opera i actually just saw rocky horror in beloit um <laughs> it's like i think the first 
Saturday or Sunday, I forget, of the festival, they have the, you know, they do the movie with the live performance in yeah. front. So yeah. I was, I hadn't seen it in a couple of years and I was like, how did this movie get made back then? Right. <laughs> yeah. And then, and then we went home and we, um, YouTubed, how did this movie get made? And it's like, the story's fascinating. And it was pulled after one weekend in the theaters because it was just like, you know, nobody wants to watch this. And because of, you know, the underground horror and, you know, like drag uh, LGBTQ community without internet or social media, like made it like the biggest cult following film and live, uh, you know, performance Mm -hmm. ever and I was like wow that's incredible that like that story so that is definitely you know that movie is 100% uh, dependent on on the fans yeah. and uh how about Repo the Genetic Opera have you seen that yet I have not seen that that's a good one you should check that out uh it's got oh, uh Bill Mosley is in it um oh what's his name Paul, Paul Sorbino is in it okay. um Let's see. Uh, the dude from Skinny Puppy Band is in it. I can't think of his name right now. Um, it's got a great cast. Anthony Stewart Head, who was Giles on Buffy. Okay. Uh, he plays the Repo Man. So. Okay, I'll have to check it out. Yeah. Amazing. Sorry if you heard my cat. My cat was screaming at my son. So I don't know if yeah. the mic picked it up or not. That's why I was kind of looking over there. I was laughing at him because oh. the cat was screaming at him. <laughs> Uh-oh, here come the pets now. <laughs> yeah, here they come. How about you? You have any animals? Um, I had a little doggy. His name was Puck, but he actually passed away like, oh gosh, like about six weeks ago now. Oh, we man. missed him a lot. Yeah, he's our little buddy. But um, he was in a lot of our projects too. So uh, he will live on forever in our movies. <laughs> oh, that's good. Yeah. So, I'll, um, Charles said Paris Hilton was in Repo as well. Yeah. So really, I didn't yeah. know that. But I haven't seen that movie either. So yeah, she was the, she's the daughter of Jean Co. And yeah, so I feel like the she's only obsessed. horror movie I've seen her in is um, House of Wax. House of Wax. <laughs> what a good death! <laughs> I think this is about uh, the one thing well, I well, ever remember. Just like one movie. night, just like one night in Paris, she gave good head. <laughs> the uh, there you go. Yeah, like that was such a good. Uh, yeah, I was. I remember everyone in the theater was very excited when that happened. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, she died. All right, <laughs> violently died. Yes, yes. Yeah. I watch, it's been a long time since I watched that, but I remember it though. That scene, I'll, I'll never forget that though. That's like the stick out scene. Right. Yeah. That's why I said that's about the only thing anybody remembers of that movie. Exactly. <laughs> so, yeah. Not a good sign, eh? <laughs> yeah, I, I don't remember much else of it offhand. So yeah, that's but you also do a lot of uh, crime shows. Are you a fan of like the true crime stuff? Or yeah. not of it probably not all of it's probably true crime, but crime in general. Well, I think like isn't it Three Pines sort of based on some true stories too with the Indians? The indigenous uh, yeah, so Three Pines, like the um, the kind of like over, like arching story of the first season. Well, the season. The only the season. <laughs> the season uh, was actually like there was, 
a very small uh, storyline in one of the books that inspired this, you know, big storyline. And it's, uh, I mean, also based on reality, which is the residential school system uh, that, you know, happened to the indigenous communities with the, you know, basically it's, uh, you know, Christianity trying to, you know, convert everyone and just like the horrendous things that happened um you know to to these communities so i'm so happy that three pines decided to take that history and really you know instead of people like you know we read so many tragic headlines and i feel like you know everything's so sensationalized that we're kind of like oh that's terrible how horrible you know but i feel like putting emotions and faces um to you know to, to these stories it was just so powerful for a lot of people because a lot of people had no idea that this actually happened and you know i i had an idea of of what had happened but i didn't know you know at all <laughs> i realized i had no idea what happened um you know in our history because no one talks about it so i was able to talk to a lot of indigenous people on set that had you know had either themselves been in reg residential schools or knew you know had a family member like everyone knows someone very close to them that was you know affected by by these events so yeah i'm really happy that they did that because i feel like no one really talks about it and you know it seems convenient to not talk about it but so many people were really affected by that storyline yeah at first i thought they were going to go into uh, there was like a highway where a lot of indigenous uh people i think it's mainly women disappear because you see them like kind of like almost like a drone footage of a highway and they're talking about the missing at first i thought that was going into that story but instead they go into that one which is still very impactful. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's a, it's a great storyline. And they did a good job too, because the people who created the show are the people that created uh, The Crown on uh, Netflix. So, you know, they're from the UK and they understand that they want to tell these stories, but that they're also, you know, probably not the best people to go into details and tell this history. So they were really smart and hired Tracy Deer, who is an indigenous director, fantastic, like blowing up right now, doing so many wonderful things. And they also, you know, relied on Elmaya Tellfeathers to, you know, read the scripts and give her feedback on the scripts and many different um, indigenous communities as well that were able to read the scripts and give their feedback on what they thought was a, you know, the right representation of their community versus so many movies in the past have, you know, since it's been very sensationalized, uh, you know, these storylines of suicide and, and rape and all that stuff. So I think that they, you know, they wanted to not do it in a way that's just, you know, been, uh, been done way too many times and has not really been a, you know, the, the right way to right which is good to know that they've done that much research into it yeah, yeah 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 and and they said um from everyone that was indigenous that was part of the project they said every single note that they gave was was taken so awesome that's yeah. good to know and i loved 
um, I forget the character's name, but she had the art thing there. I love yes. the art that they had in there. Yeah, her uh, the character's name was B, and she right. was, she was played by Tantu Cardinal, who is like, you know, a Canadian treasure. She <laughs> was um, opposite Kevin Costner in Dances with Wolves. Oh, so like she's okay. I wonder why she looked familiar. Yes. <laughs> I didn't look her up because I was, you know, focused on you. So I was like, I'm not gonna get sidetracked. So I didn't look her up. Yeah, she's in Scorsese's new film as well. Um uh what is it called? Something uh Flower Moon. It's coming out um, I think in the spring. I think it's coming out for like can area, maybe. I think that that's like when the premiere is gonna happen. But anyways, yeah, she's fantastic. Uh, just like such uh, a badass woman who's been through a lot of shit. So she had some great stories on set. Yeah. She's wonderful. Nice. <laughs> um, what was it like working with uh, Shamar Moore and SWAT? Oh, he was awesome. He is, you know what? He is just, a, you know, the gentleman that you would expect. He's very suave. Uh, so, you know, welcoming to everyone on his set and yeah, he just seems so chill too. Like he seems just like, you know, very chill dude that loves his job. And I got to spend a couple days with, um, with him and, you know, the rest of the cast and crew, uh, we got to do some fun, uh, you know, like stunts and there was like a heist going on. So it was a, I think I was there for like a week and we did a lot of, you know, pretty cool stuff so it was a blast i can't complain <laughs> um do they ever just out of curiosity on swat do they ever have like actual swats or uh police or anything that like help train like how they would prepare in that situation yeah yeah so on sets for like swat when i was on law and order uh when i was on three pines most sets that have um some kind, you know, if it's like medical or police, you know, all that kind of stuff. Like when I was on um, transplant as well, they always have, you know, someone that's an expert uh, in that field so that you can ask them. Or, you know, if you go to do something on set, they can come up to you and be like, you probably wouldn't do it that way, it, you know, just to let you know. Or, you know, like they just kind of help guide you in um in doing you know all these things while you're trying to like deliver dialogue and da, da, da. so right. so it's very nice because you just have someone to ask you like okay do i you know do i inject here or there you know like <laughs> <laughs> so yeah it makes you look way less stupid which is great <laughs> uh, um so some of the people that you work with besides shamar uh who um that you thought you would never work with before or who do you enjoy working with the most on set? Um, maybe learn some more tips on set, anything like that. Uh, one person that I really enjoyed working with was uh, Mariska Hargitay, who's the lead on Law & Order SVU. So she plays Olivia Benson. And she was really cool because I grew up watching Law and & Order and just getting the audition, I was like, oh, what? So when I, <laughs> you know, when I booked it, it was definitely definitely one of those like bucket list roles that is just like every day you're like pinch me wow this is so cool so when I got to set I was nervous you know I wanted to do a good job and she came up to me while I while they were doing hair and makeup tests and she was like just to let you know this show is about our guest stars like we do the same shit every week we solve the crime you know so every week it's about you guys so if we can help you in any way 
we're here for you. And she just kind of, you know, established um, a very like chill set and the kind of space where you could try things and not feel, you know, it, mm-hmm. like as an actor, if you're nervous, you're less likely to, you know, maybe try something different or just be more creative on set because you don't want to take up their time or you don't, you know, all those things. So it was nice that she was just kind of opened that door to, to be as creative and as collaborative as possible. So she was, she was very cool. Like she's a, she like runs that set. She's like such a boss, but in the best way possible. My mom was just saying two of those, uh, two of her favorite shows. Oh yes. Law and order. It's so good. I love it. Yes. I got to get into it. I watch so much. It's hard for me to. Well, I mean, there's like 23 or four seasons. There's a lot, you know? I think I'll just uh, go ahead and binge it. I'll just take a a couple months off and just binge them. Yeah. Plus there's like different categories. You know, you have the regular Law & Order. You have SVU. Um, I can't remember the rest of them off the top of my head, but there's other ones. Yeah. Yeah. There's, I mean, Dick Wolf has a lot of shows. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> he's, he's, he's good. <laughs> so. Yeah. And like I said, you, they have people in there, you know, to kind of make them more realistic. I was watch I watched this one lawyer on YouTube and they were saying a lot of the law, like in the law and order ones, just the regular ones, a lot of the law when they're in court is correct. Not always everything else, but a lot of the law they have that's correct so a lot of the law i'll say that yeah i'm kind of obsessed with like law things and true crime and stuff i'll watch actual trials i mean i'm like yeah I'm weird no that's not weird like it's fascinating honestly i just watched the murder murders and um wow you know the things people do you're like whoo it's just interesting. It's human behavior. Like the, the lengths that people will go to, I don't know, save themselves, cover things up. Like, it's just, it's pretty wild. Yeah. I was watching the trials. Like they had hardly anything. Cause you can't really take, cause none of the documentary, at least what I've told, I've never watched the documentaries. Cause I watched the actual trial of what they brought in. And it's just like, they got him on like basically nothing. <laughs> it was like, I don't know. It was just so weird. I don't know if he actually did it. I obviously did. He's a bad person. He did the financial stuff, but like the actual killing, I don't think he did. He probably knows who did it. But he got, wait, did he, but he got, he's guilty, right? Yeah. They convicted him. He's guilty. But it's just like that. He had hardly any blood. I think he had like one smear of blood on one piece of clothing that they had in evidence and I forget what the other evidence is. I'm watching another trial now. So some of that stuff from that trial is <laughs> out of my so, mind. But but he but, for sure was standing there when whoever Probably. Did it. Yeah. I don't think he pulled the trigger, but I think he knows who did. And I think that's what made him look guilty. But, but don't I don't know if somebody. Rat that person out? Like, don't you think he's that much of a piece of shit that he would rat them out? I think he's worried. My personal opinion, but by watching it, is I think because he is so in debt in his crimes and whatnot. And obviously, like I said, he's a bad person. He's done crimes. He's obviously guilty of financial shit. Yeah. But I think somebody wanted to take his other son out as well. So I think he's kind of protecting his other son 
Oh, which one, Buster, Buster. The, the older one? That's what I think. Like he knows what's who does. Huh? What's sorry. Buster doing now? Uh, I'm not sure. Uh, I haven't really seen much since the trial ended, but so I don't really know. I don't really keep up on the. Yeah, I said like I'm invested in another trial right now, but I feel like Netflix has to like make a few more episodes. <laughs> Yes, yeah, I haven't seen any of the documentaries. I've only watched the actual trial itself, so I know nothing about the documentaries. Oh but. my gosh! Like <laughs> the extra stuff that has happened. Oh really? Insane. Like this, the mother and the son is the. I think the fourth. The fourth death. In this family. Really? Yeah. That's yeah. interesting. I think because, you know, Paul, they had like, he had the boat thing yeah. uh, where he, I don't know if he was driving or not or whatnot. They didn't really confirm anything, but he had the boat accident, which killed and injured people. And I think somebody went to basically get revenge for that. And th like I said, this is just my theory from watching the trial and listening to like actual lawyers talk about it. But, um, I think somebody went to like the kennels or whatever to take revenge on Paul. Um, Alex may or may not have been there, but he at least knows who did it. My personal opinion. Mm -hmm. And um, they went to kill Paul. They brought their own shotgun because none of the murder weapons was found. They do have guns and evidence, but none of them were actually confirmed to be the murder weapon. And Paul... I had actually had one, a gun stolen like at a party a long time ago, which happened to be like the same type of gun that was used as one of the two guns because two guns was used. Yeah, there's two different ones. Yeah. Yeah. And then he'd gotten a replacement, but so with they'd had a lot of threats and everything. So I think, you know, they was out at the kennel. So I think Paul had one gun with him. Somebody came to possibly do their revenge or whatever. They, Paul was, I think, killed first, according to what they think. And they wasn't expecting Maggie to be there. And I think she maybe tried to take off or whatever. And I think there's some shots in the leg or lower part of her body. And then she got shot in the head. But I think they originally went to go for Paul. But like I said, that's my personal opinion by watching the trial and everything. None of that. Obviously, the jury didn't think that. But I think. They should have had a change of venue because they had it where he was like, did all that financial shit mm -hmm. and really bad stuff. So I think they basically convicted him because of most of his financial stuff. Yeah. Well, it's crazy. Like even when he would call 911, like the operators were like, mm -hmm. like, because <laughs> yeah. they were like, this guy, like everyone knew, you know, they had a bomb threat while doing the trial. Whoa. They had to like clear out the court and it, they didn't have court for, I forget how long it was, but um, I mean, a couple hours wherever where they checked out the courtroom, but yeah, they had to clear it out because they had a bomb threat during the trial. Wow. <laughs> That's crazy. But yeah, there's, there's so much like weird stuff, but like I said, I don't know much of the backstory. I didn't really know of these people until the trial started going on. So yeah, I know none of the backstory. All I know is what happened in trial yeah well i would highly recommend checking out the doc it's only three episodes so oh really yeah i was like no i don't want to get 
because unless it's actually put in evidence of court, it's like I don't want to get confused by it or whatever. But yeah, eventually when I have time, I'll check it out, see how much got actually brought to the trial as right. evidence. But yeah, there was a lot of stuff going on around that family. It was crazy. Oh, yeah. I guess I'll watch the documentary. I'm just like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> Not, I know nothing <laughs> of what's going on, but yeah. 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 yeah it's like, well, speaking of, like, sort of trials and imprisonment, uh, you were a prisoner in uh, Star Trek Discovery. Um, I was. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah, that was that was a really fun, uh, you know, it, it, I the show shoots in Toronto, so we get to audition for that show uh, quite a bit as actors in that city. So, you know, you're always excited when you get an audition for a Star Trek because it's just such, you know, a bucket list show. Um, but, we, you know, it's it's a tough show to get on as well. So when I when I got it, finally, I was so happy. And, you know, my scenes were great. And we got to shoot on that, um, you know, the, the, like, really cool volume, like the 270-degree stage. And it was just like such like a technical experience it was rad like i had a, a really good time shooting um you know with uh Sinequa. she was from very walking cool. dead too. yeah she was on the walking dead too so. yes like yeah, i haven't she... watched any of them i just watched the episode you were in so of course i'm lost but i realized the cast um got doug jones is in it uh mm -hmm. anthony rapp um yeah who was in Rent, and he also did a episode of Psych because he's a singer musical. I was like, wow, this, they got Anthony Rapp, Doug Jones, and he, they got a great cast on there. Yeah. Yeah, I've it's watched quite a bit of it because my husband loves Star Trek, so I've actually watched all of it. And then, so I told him, I was like, oh, we got to watch one of these episodes. And he's like, oh, you normally he knows the character right away, but it, until he started watching the episode, he didn't recognize yours right away, but yeah he was excited that he got to watch star trek <laughs> oh that's so cool yeah it was it was a really um exciting show to be on we shot it during covid too so you know it was it was all like the insanity of uh the pandemic and this like super high tech set and i was lucky i didn't you know my prosthetics were pretty um pretty simple but yeah. some actors that get on there you know spend hours I was gonna say like eight hours, twelve hours, you know, whatever. Yeah, and some of them, you know, are able to be on the show multiple times because they look so different yes. every every time they're on it. So I, one of my friends has been on it. I think he's played two different characters because one time, yeah, he wasn't uh, recognizable at all. So <laughs> yeah, it's pretty cool. It was a great show. So who knows? Maybe you'll be on it with some sort of alien or. <laughs> Yeah, you never know. You can always come back, you know, like as long as you don't die. And I didn't, uh, no, I didn't die. So there you go. I got pinged up and I was very excited about that. <laughs> but yeah, it's, since it was just simple, like prosthetics, it almost kind of looked like stitching or something. It wasn't stitching, but I don't know how else to describe it. But it, how long did that take to get put on? Oh gosh, every day it was probably like 10 minutes. It was so quick yeah i was lucky i was very lucky and they were like okay people will recognize you and i was like yay <laughs> people get recognized yeah yeah which was fun so but yeah like her costume was so cool and she you know she was badass and i like it was just such a fun role to play and you know i got to do all my scenes as well with um michael gray eyes who is awesome he just did um Firestarter. He was in that. 
he's been, gosh, he's just been in everything. I feel like the past two years, he's been uh, like a really busy dude. So it was fun to like get to know him as well. Awesome. Mm -hmm. um, and you also have done a voice for video game, uh, Far Cry 6, was it 6 or 5? Five? Five. Uh, five. Yeah, Far Cry 5. Yeah. yeah, that was fun. I I got to work with um, one of like one of my actress friends from way back in Toronto. Her husband is a video game director, so I got to work with him for the first time on that game. And you know, she like electrocutes people in kiddie pools, so it was a pretty fun <laughs> fun role to play. And making video games is so different from you know theater, film, television. You you know, you create uh, the physical part of your character in one stage, and sometimes you'll do, you know, the face cam as well as, as, at the same time, and you're acting with other actors. And then other times you go in and do, you know, just like normal random movements that your character could do at any point. And then you'll go in months later and do all the voice work for it and all like, you know, the all the different sentences or words or you know whatever that your character could say so it's just such a different process to make um, a video game you know sometimes you're working on it for like a year year and a half but like randomly you know here and there so it was fun though it was like you get to use your imagination a lot working in a volume and you know nothing that is around you is actually there so <laughs> and my son actually has that game <laughs> Far Cry 5 yeah Nice. But yeah. He hasn't played it in so long. He couldn't remember the characters, unfortunately. I told him that I was talking to you from Far Cry 5. and Yeah, tell him the one with the pet bear. And uh, there's a dog, a bear, and I think there's a pet pig in it. No, maybe it's a bear. Anyways, lots of animals. <laughs> yeah, I haven't played. I don't have any of those games, but I knew my son liked the Far Cry series, so immediately I was asking him about it, but he hasn't played in a while, so he didn't remember. Yeah, yeah, most of them were shot in Toronto, so I, I know a lot of the actors um, in a lot of them. So, um, is there, if you can talk about it, is there anything you can talk about that you're working on or coming out soon that we can check you out in? Uh, well, I just did a couple episodes of Murdoch Mysteries that came out, I think, just two weeks ago, I think. Um, so I had that come out and then me and Gavin are also working on a few films here in Windsor, uh, that we're going to be shooting over the next, I guess, you know, couple of years. We have about three that we're excited to go, uh, on. So one of them is a vampire movie. Then we have, um, you know, a thriller, like cult movie. And then we have another one that's more of like a dramatic two-hander one. So we're just kind of, you know, getting settled here in Windsor and excited to make our own projects and auditioning for, you know, now that I'm not doing uh, next season of um, Three Pines, I've just kind of been able to start auditioning for other things too. So kind of doing that and seeing what, uh, what happens. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of uh, kind of cult-like movies, <laughs> well, at least this is the way I took it. But you was in Helix, and season yeah, two, yeah. it seems like your group kind of gets in with like a cult-like. I wasn't able to watch every single episode because we got hung up. It was like, we'll watch a little bit of season one, see what the story is like, and then we'll skip over and watch your episodes. But we got so kind of vested. 
I watched more season one than I did of yours, unfortunately. No, I did watch the last episode, though, that you was in. But it seemed like uh, your character was in, like, a cult-like. Yes, <laughs> yeah. So the first, it's kind of, like, almost like anthology. Um, like, the first season, you know, there are the same characters, but, you know, it happens in, like, different, oh, different gotcha. areas. I wonder yeah. why, like I said, I went was watching season one, and we almost finished that, and then I watched the last episode you was in on season two and that's basically all I got. So I got to see that one, but it seemed like it was kind of a cult like <laughs> surrounding. Yes. Yeah. The second season all happens like, yeah, basically on this Island where this outbreak happens and you slowly realize that maybe not everyone's there, um, you know, willingly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You're like, Oh, <laughs> Yeah, but that was a great show to be part of. Um, yeah, I had a couple friends that were in the first season uh, and like, you know, tons of people that were in the second season that I know, obviously, because I shot with them. But funny enough, the building that we shot the second season of Helix in, we actually shot part of Three Pines in too. So it's like this really old monastery near uh, the city that, um, you know, a lot of shows use because there's so many different parts of the building that are creepy and cool and that they can use for so many different things. So it was fun to go back there and be like, Oh yeah, this place. <laughs> so um, but yeah, yeah. We, we've been lucky. Like in Toronto, Montreal, we get so many like fun shows, sci-fi shows, good action shows. So we've been lucky that, uh, you know, we get to, we get to play on, on these big budget productions. We've been very spoiled. <laughs> uh, I was looking through your internet movie database here, and I don't know if it's called Here Piggy Piggy or Squeal. It's a short. Uh, oh yeah, I think it was. It was originally called Here Piggy Piggy, but I think when it came out, uh, they called it Squeal. Yeah. Okay, and what was that about here? I'm taking a look at it. Uh, three women take the law into their own hands when justice isn't served to predatory men. Uh, where could we find that if we want to check that I out? I think it's you know? on YouTube. I. I think so. I think it was released a couple months ago because we did some film festivals with it, and um, and then but that was like I think the film festival run was done like last year, so I, it should be um, I believe on YouTube. Yeah. Actually, this kind of sounds familiar. Was there a part where the three of you were like out in the snow or something and tied someone or show or maybe I'm thinking of something else? I don't know. It just looks I don't know. Maybe I'm thinking of something else. Yeah, I'm not sure. I'm like, mm, I feel like snow. I would uh, remember because okay, maybe maybe I'm thinking of something else that just sounds like that plot. So never mind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, for that one, we were definitely not in the snow. We shot okay. that one in Los Angeles. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I don't know. It seems like the end of times. All this crazy stuff that's going on. It might snow there. I don't know. <laughs> oh, I know. Well, it did. It did two weeks ago. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I was forgot about that. People were posting that. Like, is it snowing? <laughs> like. It was. Where was. I'm sorry. I was looking for the squeal clip. Or did you say it snowed where it wasn't supposed to? In, in LA, it snowed. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They got, didn't they get like, like two feet of snow or something? Or well, that might Yeah, but like the fact that it snowed in the Hollywood Hills was pretty intense, too. True. That <laughs> We're is not true. used to that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Who was it? Um. Oh, my gosh. I can't think of his name right now. He had it on his Facebook. Uh, he he was an arrow and he was also on um torchwood the main guy in torchwood and doctor who oh my i can't think of his name but it's gonna kill me right now um john barrowman my husband thank you yes john barrowman. 
Thank like, you. Oh, no. He took off his and, head. And, 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 and I've met I've met him too at Dragon Con too. It's like oh my gosh. But, but uh, I think he did like a video from like his uh, house there, reporter out to the pool and stuff, and he filmed on his Facebook how it was snowing like right at his house, and he's like, it is snowing right now. Damn. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah, that's the thing. People aren't used to it there at all. You know, so when it snows, it's a really big deal. And, you know, you're driving down these roads and you're not used to this, like these crazy windy roads in the canyons. Like, mm -mm. no thanks. Mm. <laughs> um, what are um, a few interesting facts about yourself or hobbies or interests or talents or anything that we might not know about you that you can share? Well, um, I guess one thing that people, I mean, I guess some people know, but like when I lived in LA, I used to do a live stunt show called Waterworld, uh, Universal Studios. So that was like my day job. It's, uh, like a 20 minute live stunt show of Waterworld. So, you know, we drive boats and beat people up and zip line and, you know, drive through fire, all that fun stuff. I was going to say, like the movie Waterworld. <laughs> so, yeah, like the movie Waterworld. Yeah. So uh, I do, you know, I do a lot of uh, my own stunts and things like that. Pretty physical. I do a lot of fitness. I love to run. I grew up on a farm and like rode horses and things like that. So pretty like adventurous and outdoorsy uh, type of person. So I like to bring that into my work. Uh, it's always fun, you know. <laughs> What got you into wanting to do stunts? Uh, it was actually just be, wanting to be on set. But, you know, early on in my career, it's definitely hard to get jobs. So it was easier to be on set sometimes uh, because of, you know, like my talents and like the physical world. So I was able, it was a little bit easier to sometimes like contact a stunt coordinator um, and it was like more of a traditional like route as in like, you know, you contact people and you hustle and you get jobs versus an actor just kind of like, I just audition and sometimes get the role. So this felt like I had a little bit more control and I was able to get on set and meet people and get, you know, like, uh, stunt roles with like lines and like these big movies. So it kind of just came, um, as a different avenue to get into the industry for me. Yeah. So so it was, you, it was kind of like, you know, fed off of each other, essentially. Did you go to any uh, stunt schools or anything or just? Um, I trained with like a lot of the stunt coordinators and, and their like main, uh, you know, their main like partners or like right hand uh, people on their teams. So I was lucky that, you know, I would get together or like hear about like, hey, we're going to go work out at this gym um, on the weekend. So, you know, I was able to like go train with people and that's kind of like how you meet people and how you get jobs and like recommended. So it was um, just networking. Was, yeah. Yeah. Networking while punching people. It was great. <laughs> Give me the job. <laughs> um, guys, I have to run. I'm so okay. sorry. Nope, you're fine. Oh, you're I was going to say it's been, about an hour. it's been about an hour. I was like, did you have to go or not? Or, yeah, yeah, no, it was such a pleasure to uh, chat with you guys, though. <laughs> yep, thank you for coming, and you're Is always welcome back. Any social media or anything that you would like me to share? Yeah, yeah. if people want to follow me on Instagram, is like the best place. That's okay. kind of where I'm the most active, and my handle is at Sarah Film Booth. Gotcha. Yeah. All right. Well, you have a great night. Thanks again. Thank you, guys. Have a great weekend. You too. Bye. Bye.